Klaus Blackwords with your host. Who else would it be? But Klaus C.G. Sinner Geisendorfer. Hi, welcome to this episode with good friend of mine, Rainer Dehle from Stuttgart, Germany. We are talking about um, Christianity and Buddhism and uh, personal development, personal growth. So yeah, what can Christians learn from um, Buddhists? And we're talking about, yeah, dialogue. And, you know, in, in this current world with, with war and fights and hate, I think I want to spread a message of more love, more kindness, more respect, respect um, between people in different countries and different religions. Even though Buddhism is not really a religion, it's a, um, it's a way of life, it's a mindset. So, um, yeah, but it's, it's, a, it's a message of love, harmony, connectedness, tolerance. And um, together with Rainer and a few other people, we've also started uh, the uh, Collective Giant Network. Yeah, we're just a support network on uh, social media, mostly on Instagram, who support each other with um, social media messages, just where we can um, to have a bit of a support network and structure to collaborate on projects to spread love, kindness in the world. So yeah, do and do listen to this episode. There's some really, really good content and good thoughts and inspirational ideas from Rainer. And yeah, enjoy listening. And yeah, if you like the episode, I'd appreciate a thumbs up, a good review or some comments to um, please the um, almighty computer algorithm behind our um, <laughs> Um, podcast <laughs> ranking algorithm software. Enjoy the episode. Bye now. Hello, Klaus. Hi, Rainer. How are you doing today? I'm fine. And you? Nice to be with you. Likewise. Nice to nice to talk to you again. This time in English. Yeah. <laughs> This time in English. Two Germans talking English on the yeah. microphone. Why? Why a long distance is kind of fun. I like it. I agree. So maybe we just introduce each other. So I'm in London right now. Where are you? I'm in Stuttgart, Germany. And uh, yeah, we have lousy weather. And how is it in London? Uh, it's pretty good. It was very oh. windy yesterday. But today okay. is much better and fairly mild, actually. Sounds great. Uh, I will come and see you soon, I hope, in London. And yeah, well, cool. and we yeah, meet I in Germany. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I might see you in May in Germany, actually. That would be cool. Yeah. That would be really we cool. We know each other from the podcasts, and that's all we know about each other. And then to meet in person would be just lovely. Yeah. I agree. So I think maybe for the audience, for, um, so this is a um, joint recording where we talk about the differences, but more importantly, the overlap between Christianity and Buddhism. So we don't want to focus so much on oh, we're different and you do X and you do Y. I think the, the, the bigger picture and the background is um, we're all humans. We all have certain goals. We want to be happy, live a happy, good life, help others. And we feel there's a lot of overlap between what we're doing. So we want to have like a joint session, joint mes messaging going out and say, hey, we're, we have different beliefs, but we actually are very similar. And we, we think that we should accept each other really um, beliefs and focus on, you know, the overlap, the commonality, and how we can work together to make this world a, a better, more connected, happier place with focus on respect, tolerance, and acceptance. Right, Rainer? Yeah, I totally agree. And the world needs more tolerance and more acceptance, especially right now, but actually all over the time, we have a 
about 60 wars on the earth now. Um, we are, uh, humans are not really uh, what they think they are. They can learn a lot from each other to be more calm, more quiet, more present, and not greedy and hateful. And religion is a good base for it. And uh, Buddhism, as I see, Buddhism is a philosophy, not a religion. But there are many people who see it as a religion, and I don't want to argue with them because I'm a liberal, yeah. and I want to talk to liberal people. That's why I'm with you and talk about the comments and the things we, you and my beliefs have in common, and that's nice to do. Exactly. So maybe explain a little bit more for the audience when you say Buddhism is not a religion, in your opinion. In my opinion, uh, Buddha, uh, I follow Buddha in his clear way and not what happened later after his death. Um, so he said to his followers that he don't want to be prayed to. And so that means, in my opinion, that it is not a religion where you pray to a, a person, please, God, give me something. Uh, Buddhism is about enlightenment and about how to achieve enlightenment. It's a very personal goal and a very personal achievement. And when you achieve your enlightenment, I'm sure you end suffering and you end all the things that bother mankind and people as, as a person. Um, this is what Buddhism is about, in my thinking. Brilliant. Yeah, so I'm maybe for the audience a little bit background. Um, so I'm Christian, I'm Catholic. I was raised very Catholic when I was young. I went to um, a regular school, but I attended lots of Catholic um, sermons. I was a altar boy, like a server at the church. I think it's called a ministrant in German <laughs> for... Um, Something like a minister. Uh, no, minister in, in English is a priest. Um, oh, a, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Okay. A, 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 a young boy uh, uh, serving and supporting the priest in in the um, during the mass, basically. So I have a lot of Catholic background, but then uh, I went away and did lots of personal development. I lost my. F I didn't really lose my faith, I guess, but I stepped back a little bit and became a bit more distant to um, the Catholic, especially the Catholic Church, and I think religion overall. And I did a lot of personal development. I did explore Buddhism. And um, the reason I'm explaining that, coming back to what Rainer just said, Buddhism is not a religion. I heard that many, many times in English, in German, in different settings, in New York, in London, <laughs> on YouTube, in books, on podcasts. Buddhism is not a religion. It's a way of thinking. It's a philosophy. It's an approach yeah. to life. And the approach, Rainer, isn't it? We're trying to it get, is. yeah, we're trying to get rid of, like, we're not trying to focus on, on Buddha, on some god or so. We're trying to focus on ourselves. It's yeah. about self determination. So, we have the capability to live a good life, right? We have the capability to live a good life, and after all, it's just a decision. I can decide tomorrow morning. I want to have a good life. And if I change my perception of my life, it will be a good life. If I want to have a miserable life, it doesn't matter what happened in my life, I, want, I will see it miserable. If I want to see it good, it will be good. It, 
anyhow, Buddha said there is no such thing as good or bad because you should not judge. You should, you should take everything as it is without judgment. You should not judge the people. You should not judge the moments. You should not judge things. But if you tomorrow morning determine yourself and say, I want to see life as a generally speaking good life, then it will be a good life. Even hardships will happen, even you lose your money or you lose a partner or a child or whatever happened. If you say it's a good life, it will be a good life. It's your decision how you see it, then it's your decision if you want to have enlightenment or not. That's what Buddhism is all about, enlightenment. Awakening from the uh, path of of burden and suffering. Nice. Brilliant. Do you remember the story you told me the last time? I think it was a hospital story where you said sometimes bad is good and sometimes good is actually bad. Yeah, I remember. This, uh, a friend of mine told me, actually, he broke his leg severely and um, he had to go to hospital and he thought he can never walk again and he was so unhappy about it. And he thought his life is ending and he will be crippled and all these things. And then, after staying two or three weeks in that hospital, he met his future wife, which was his nurse. So he told me later on what first seemed to be a horrible incident in his life figured out to be the best thing ever happened to him. And things like that, you should not judge them. You should take them as they are. You should focus on your way to enlightenment and not on other things and other people. This is just, you go your way and whatever left and right, don't judge it. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. that's a nice way, a liberal way of thinking. And therefore, I can only go with liberal people because with other people, obviously, that doesn't make any harmony. So that's why we two get well together. <laughs> exactly. We're both liberal. And I think we both have very similar beliefs. Like, yeah. like you just said, things are neutral. They're very rarely just good or just bad. Like you just explained in the story. This yeah. guy, he met the love of his life. And the, the, pay, the, par, the price he had to pay was a few days in hospital and, and pain through his leg. But what he got out at the end is 10 times better. Yeah, I know the other way around yeah. example as well. Uh, have you heard about the people who win in a lottery? A million. And of course, yeah. Suddenly their life first looks fantastic and they buy everything and the car and the house and friends and suddenly they have everything. Partners, female, male, doesn't matter. And after a while the money is gone or they start being bored and getting addicted to drugs or alcohol because there's actually no goal left in life. They didn't think what happens after I win. Huh? So that good thing, win in lottery, went out to being the most horrible incident in their life ever. So there's no good and nor bad. You have to wait till the end to judge that. And yeah. even at the end, you should not judge. Just take it as it is. Yeah. Um, the, the other word, the other story that I heard is um, about a knife. So I think for the audience, for the listener, do you think a knife is a good thing or a bad thing? A knife yeah. can be used to, to stab people, to kill people. So it can be a very bad thing. But a knife can also be life saving 
if you're outside, you need to cut something, you need to eat, you're starving. Uh, you need a knife to cook, cut your food, to cut a um, potato and to peel a potato and to open a coconut. So lots of good things you can use a knife for. A knife in itself is neutral. And the way you yeah. use it determines whether it's good or bad. And the same is true for your life. Your life, every situation, your religion, Buddhism, Christianity, death, everything is neutral. You can decide the meaning you give it. You can decide whether it's good or bad, whether it's empowering you, whether it's giving you energy to do something, or whether it's draining you and robbing you of energy. Yeah, that's true. And the most things in life where you think, uh, oh, they're so wonderful, you have to wait till the end. And the bad things, you cannot say that was bad. Uh, on the day, on, on the exact place I saw my family the last time before I divorced my wife, uh, and I saw my little daughter, and I was so sad. On the exact same spot, I met my girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, so, wow, okay, that's a cool story. I didn't, I never heard that. Yeah, on the exact, and we're still together and we love each other and we plan Aww. to marry. Yeah, so you never nice. know what happened. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. Yeah, the other thing that we, um, we learn in personal development is whatever happened in the past stays in the past. So, you try to live in the present, in the here and now. And if something bad happened, it just stays there. It doesn't make any impact. It doesn't make any difference right now. It's just, it is there. Yeah, Buddha said that very nice. He said, if you uh, hold on to bad thoughts from the past, it's like having burning coal in your hand and don't let go of it. No? It will hurt your yeah. feelings and without any reasons. The present is here and now. Yeah, you we live in the close. present. Yeah, nothing else. And yes, sometimes bad things happen in the past. And yes, we make mistakes. I may have made so many hundreds of mistakes in my life, but I'm not looking back at saying, oh, this was a horrible mistake. I know I can give you a couple of examples. Actually, not too long ago, I lost a lot of money, like, I don't know, like tens or thousands of euros in cryptocurrency. I lost. Oh, and okay. I'm not rich. It's not like I lost. 2% of my, or 5% or 10%, I lost um, a, a large amount of my savings through cryptocurrency Okay. in the tenth of thousands of euros. And that's such a huge loss. I could look at myself and say, Klaus, you're such an idiot. You're so stupid. Why did you do that? But I don't think, I don't think that's the way, that's not the way I want to lead, lead my life. I'm looking at it and say, it was really stupid. Yes, I learned from it. I shouldn't make the risky investments. But you know, Rainer, what's the, the best thing I learned? You, you'll never guess. I'm not guessing, no. <laughs> what? There you go. Yeah. I realized that actually money doesn't matter to me that much. It's really, it does not impact my happiness. And at the end, I was not really thankful, but it became a neutral situation. It's like, yes, I lost a lot of money, which will really impact me when I grow old and I want to retire. It'll probably push my retirement back back by several years yeah but i really realized that honestly money just it doesn't matter it doesn't really bother me too much that i lost it and have to work five years longer or not it makes no difference to the quality of my life here right now sitting there 
on my desk, talking into my microphone and talking to you, Rainer. And the same is true for you, listener, wherever you are in the world, whatever you do right now, where you're yeah. sitting, standing, laying down, where you're driving, you're walking, you're doing the dishes, you're doing yeah. whatever, it doesn't matter. Everything that happens is neutral. It matters what value or what meaning you give that situation. And that's such an important philosophy. And what we have from the Buddhist belief is that you're not responsible for that because it happened by karma like it has to happen. So it doesn't matter how hard you try to do something. Maybe you know that from your past, you tried so hard to achieve something and it didn't work. And then you didn't work hard at all and you achieved another thing. So it is just the karma which is determining what is yours and what is not yours. Like you lost a lot of money, I just win a lot of money yeah, without doing anything for it. Uh, I just got like a present from, from above. It was like given to me by the universe. And also like this, I'm losing sometimes. So I stopped thinking it's my mistake or my fault or anything. I know it is just my karma and I cannot do what anything I want to do against it. I have to accept it. So if I lose, I accept it. If I win, I accept it. I should not be too happy about it and I should not be too sad about it. So whatever happens can even have a good impact in the future or a bad impact. We don't know yet. So you yeah. lost money. We don't know what happens out of this in the future. No, like I said, I actually do see the benefits. I'm not that worried about money anymore. I'm not oh, thinking, on oh, do I need to invest in this this fund or do I need to do this? Maybe I can get 1.2 instead of 1.3% somewhere else. It's just, it just doesn't bother me, honestly. And I, I really see it as a good thing because... That's a very uh, good thing. That's yeah, just no, really. what Buddha said. Stop being greedy and stop being wanting more. Uh, stop to attach to anything worldly, anyhow. Yeah, it is not your children. It is not your property. When you go, it's somebody else's property. Yeah, and and one day this earth will crumble, and so that's nobody's property, anyhow. Because if it is not durable, it will not stay. So it cannot be somebody's property. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. So I want to come a bit back to Christianity. We we sure. are talking about Buddhism and Christianity. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I yeah. Don't no, know no, no. Much okay. about Christianity. No, no, no. It's it's. I think so. So you you, uh, you as a writer is the Buddhist um, representative. I'm the Christian representative. So I need to talk more about Christianity and not you, right now. So I think I, I'm I'm raised Christian. My mother is a Christian, and she was raised by nuns. Huh? in a, some sort of a temple. Yeah. So I know well about Christianity. You so, know more than I do, maybe. <laughs> no, not really. I was not really impressed by it in my youth. So I had that feeling for Buddhism already very young. But okay. my parents are both Christians, sure. And uh, I know a lot what they say and what they tried to teach me. You know? But your way of seeing Christianity is a more modern way. Uh, a very liberal thing, which I really like. So please, Klaus, tell me more about it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, so, so to be honest, um, maybe, maybe let me just set the, set the scene a little bit. 
I'm a guy, I'm an IT project manager in London. I'm not a priest. I've never studied theology. And whatever I say is my opinion, and it's not necessarily the opinion of the Catholic Church or the Christian world. But I do have a Christian podcast where I talk to a lot of people, people with different backgrounds, and have talked and interviewed several um, German priests and Protestant priests, and a few Catholic as well, of course. And I've talked to them about religion. I've asked them all my questions during the interview and after the interview and before the interview. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think over time I have gathered a, um, a a breadth of knowledge. And but I'm still an I'm still a layman. I'm still not somebody who can speak in an authoritative voice about religion. But I think what I learned is that. There needs to be some change in Christianity. I think some modifications to make it a little bit more applicable <laughs> and to make yeah. it a little bit more positive. So one is, I think, all this focus. And yeah, one more thing. I'm speaking more about Catholic here than Protestant. I was raised Catholic, so my my knowledge, my beliefs are obviously more influenced by the Catholic side of things than the Protestant side, side of things. That's I think the very, very first well understandable, thing, yeah. yeah. The very first thing is that... Um, the, the, the Catholic world is very, very negative, or it used to be very negative. It's really about sinning. You're a sinner. You need to repent your sin. You're bad. You're guilty. You're full of guilt and this and that. And I'm sorry, but I really, really think the church has to say goodbye to these ways of thinking. It's, it worked well in the past. It's a great manipulation technique. If you want somebody to do something, you just fear them. You scare them. Like, politicians do, like Trump did with the Mexicans. Oh, the bad Mexicans are coming. Brexit, same thing. Fear about yeah. foreigners. Oh, the foreigners are going to come. People from Eastern Europe, people from Africa are going to come to the UK. They will steal your jobs. No, they don't. Bullshit. Somebody yeah. coming from abroad who doesn't speak English. If you're well educated, okay, steal your job. <laughs> you're not going to steal your job, right? They'll work, yeah. for, they'll work the, the bad jobs that you don't want to pay, that you yeah. don't want to do. But yeah, fear, sure. Rainer, fear is fear such works. an amazing persuasive and manipulative tool. That's yeah. why it's being used. And unfortunately, the, the Catholic Church has used it very well and has perfectioned it. And I think my mission is a little bit to educate people and say, hey, no, I think God, the Christian God, is kind, is extremely loving and forgiving. I think he yeah. forgives you everything that you have done. I think he is, um, it's unconditional, unconditional love. So it's not based on if you do this, if you go to church every Sunday, then only will God will love you or based on any conditions. No, God's love is unconditional. It's endless and it's forgiving. And I really, really believe that I'm absolutely 100% convinced from the bottom of my heart that this is the Christian God and it's not the the punishing, bad, evil God that wants to hurt you and punish you. And this is, I'm so 100% sure this is, the, this is the right way. And I'm speaking about it very, very loudly and very vehemently because it's a conviction that I have. I understand. My mother is very similar to you. Even she's raised as, by nuns. She says uh, she likes the concept of God, but she doesn't like his stuff his employees, <laughs> because she thinks that they are using a religion to manipulate the people, 
to make them do what they want to do and surely to make money. You know, after all, the Catholic Church is, I think, the richest institution in the world. And yeah, what about giving this money to poor people? What about donating? Why do they ask me to donate? That's what she asks. Uh, and she went off the church because she said, the money I have to pay in church tax, Germany still has church tax, uh, that kind of money, I'm thinking the priest has to come once a week and ask how I'm doing. And as long as he doesn't do that, I'm off. You know? So yeah, unconditional should be the, the way it, the church can be, but I see it very difficult to change. I don't know. You have more insight on that, Klaus. Yeah, so I think it's um, it's going that way. I can see that the Protestant church is already since decades going more in the direction of being about love, kindness, acceptance. And the, the Catholic church is a little bit behind. So I think my mission is to help give the, the Catholic church a bit of a nudge. Um, so yeah, so this is an English-speaking podcast. So I can give an example about um, Germany and German employment law. So seriously, in Germany, if you implied by if you employed by the Catholic Church, they can they can look at you and can ask you, hey, are you are you gay? Are you lesbian? And if you are, you're violating your work contract and you will get fired from your employer. Yeah. If you work it's true, it's, it's true, Ryan. Right? You are you yeah, I know, I know I'm a lawyer by profession. You're a lawyer. So this is absolutely ridiculous. No God wants you to discriminate somebody based on their sex, based on their, their orientation, what they like to do. God doesn't no. give a shit with whom you have sex. It doesn't matter to God, in my opinion. It's about being kind, being open, being tolerant, being loving. And the Catholic Church, what they're doing is absolutely discriminating. I know for a fact in the United States, in the UK, this is completely illegal. If you try to do that, your employment contract will be completely void and you'll get sued in America you will get sued so much for this behavior. And I think it's ridiculous that the Catholic Church is doing it in Germany. And I'm speaking out against it very, very loudly. What I'm speaking loudly against in Germany, as you said, there are still very old-fashioned religious rules in, in place. So we all, by our tax, we pay the salaries of the priests in the, in the churches, in the monasteries, I don't want to pay their salary, I'm so sorry, but that's law from, I don't know, 1500, and that's still in place. Um, the church has to change a lot, and it is not only the mental mindset, it's also the financial way they treat and they act, but that's a very German problem, I don't know. Yeah, but I think on the other hand, I also want to say that... Um there are a lot of really, really amazing people who do amazing work in the Catholic Church worldwide, yeah. and specifically what I can see here in the UK, in Germany. So this is not going against the church and saying that the church is all is bad. No, it's just, it's actually very, very normal. So I'm, maybe I'll give a bit more background to the listener. Um, my job is to be an IT project manager and change manager. And what that means is that we support me, my company, and my team. We support organizations to go from A to B, to go from how things have been going in the past based on management techniques from the 80s and 90s, very traditional, hierarchical, top-down organization management to a slightly more modern approach to management. 
Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if, if you, Rainer, or the listeners are familiar with Agile, Scrum. In, in, in a nutshell, they are very modern, future-oriented management philosophies and technologies and methodologies. Lean is, not, is also included, lean, lean management. And it's my job basically to help big organizations to, to arrive to that um, conclusion and um, update their management techniques. Because seriously, okay. everything in the world has changed in the last 50 years from technology, oh, sure. from the yeah. way we work. I mean, just now imagine, we all work from home now. We can all work on the computer. 40 yeah. years ago, what if there was Corona 40 years ago? Could you work Nothing. from home? <laughs> no way. <laughs> you Could, will have, yeah, yeah. We could use our phone and try to use a cassette recorder and record our interview on a cassette tape on a traditional landline. Send it, yeah. and, and send it in mail and hope it will not get lost. I will tell you a very funny story. I have yeah, a, we just finished. So, so, yeah, so, sorry. Um, I'll, I'll come back to you in a second. So the world has changed so much. The management philosophy and techniques have changed. And organizations need to change, such as I don't know, British Gas, German Telecom, all of these uh, United States Postal Service, all of those organizations have to change. And if they don't change, they will flounder. And, and I think the Catholic Church needs a bit more change. But in, it, in the essence, it's an amazing organization run by amazing, beautiful, kind people who do really want to help. Who are very, I've, I know so many friends from back home older people from, from my family, friends from my family, who are amazing, most loving, kind people. And this is certainly not going against the church. And the, the people I, in the I church, love people the who have a religion's belief or are, yeah. have faith and spirituality. Usually these are good people. Yeah? The people who have lost their spiritual beliefs, they are really in trouble. Huh? But the people who are, have a religion, especially Catholic or Buddhist or whatever is main, most common in Europe, they are good people and it's easy to get along with them because they have values. Uh, but I tell yeah. you the story yeah, shortly. Yeah, tell me the story. Uh, Sorry yeah, for interrupting I, you. I played uh, chess, by letter chess with a friend some years ago. And it took months to finish the game. It was so relaxing it was so nice to do <laughs> yeah so that is old-fashioned technology like you spent you played chess like 100 years ago sorry sorry i think you need to explain for me and for the audience what you actually mean letter chess you play chess okay you make one move and then you send a letter and then the others receives the letter and then uh, he makes a move and he sends letter back nice i think yeah. I think there's a movie where they play um, chess like that through the like through the newspaper. Like there's a certain advertisement and certain like mention in yeah. the newspaper, and then yeah. they always have to read the newspaper to make next move. Maybe it was even yeah. a James Bond movie. I don't remember. I don't remember, but I yeah, that's letter chess. I finished the game like three, four years ago. It was so much fun to do. And when did you start? Thirty years ago. No, so two years before that, my, it is a friend of my father. He went to prison cool. and, and uh, there was only one way to contact him. And that was letter chess, chess with letters. Okay, who, who, who won? Oh, he won. I let him win. Yeah, You let him win. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
No, I I had to. Uh, I felt like uh, I cannot use any uh, technical items to improve my chess and all that. Yeah, yeah. You could obviously be, cheat. That I could. Yeah, sure, you could cheat big time. Yeah. Okay, your story, right? Uh, that was no. That that was the story. The letter chess. Yeah, that was it. Sorry. No, yeah. I get. I get. Yeah, that's an old-fashioned technology postal service. Mm -hmm. huh? And yeah. sure, you can use that today to make your letters arrive, and then you answer the letter. But that's all about, sure, even if you do it here in my town, it will take a week to have the response. Huh? So who's going to wait a week for a response today? We have an email, and we want the response today or tomorrow. So yeah, what you said, times change. And who doesn't want to be a part of that? He will be left over. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Do, Rainer, do you have any I don't know, tips or, or points or things you would like the, um, the um, let's say, the Christian church to learn from Buddhism? Is there something you feel comfortable talking about? Yeah, sure. What I think they should learn from Buddhism is, first of all, the subject of meditation, uh, which you, the Christians call prayer, can be also a different way. Um, it doesn't have to be the old-fashioned style. Yeah? It can be you sit there on a cushion or on a chair and you start to calm down your mind and then you maybe do a little mantra, but you can even say a prayer, sure. Um, the Buddhists call it meditation and they try to relax the body and they include breathing techniques and uh, it just has a health component also in there. That's the first thing I think uh, Christians could learn from the Buddhists. And the second thing is what you said before, unconditional love. It is that you are not guilty as a person. By Buddhist belief, you are not guilty. It is your karma that pushes everything to this moment. And you're uh, involved in it, sure. But there's the karma of other people involved, there's the karma of your country involved, even the country, the, the karma of your planet involved. So you are not guilty. If something goes wrong, yeah, you made something, you made a mistake, but who knows if it's a mistake. So the concept of guilt, which is in the Catholic Church, that really made me run away from it all when I was a boy. Yeah? My family took me to the church and they were talking about guilt. And I thought, what guilt are you talking about? Yeah? I cannot be guilty of anything. I didn't do anything. Yeah? Maybe I was late in bed or something. But that, not really. The concept of guilt should be thrown aboard. Yeah? It is not time for today suitable anymore. The guilt is a question in Buddhism where you, you're not guilty. You as a person are not guilty. It happened to you because it had to happen. Yeah? Maybe you have uh, the karma like it is because you did something wrong in your past lives. That may be possible. But also that next makes you not really guilty now. So guilt is a concept I cannot go further. I agree. Um, I do have to say I'm not... 100% sure about karma, but for me, all of these things, all of these questions don't really matter. And that's that's really the beauty. Whether there's karma, whether you, you reincarnated, or whether you go to the next life, or whether you go to heaven, like, like we Christians believe, 
I feel like these questions, yeah, they they don't matter so much. And they're also really, really complicated to answer. So I asked um, two of my um, Protestant um, priests in Germany about, so, so they're very liberal, kind of like you, me, Rainer, very yeah. liberal, modern, open-minded, and also quite young. I would say they both in their late 20s, so let's say 26 to 30-ish range. And I asked them both, so what? what's your opinion? Is Christianity the only true religion? Because you're obviously Christian priest, so you must you must have a good answer because you're you're studying that. One yeah. of them is currently a PhD, so a, a doctor student in a um, renowned um, German university. So yeah. I asked him, what, what is your opinion on, on one, one religion versus the other? And the way he explained it was one said, hmm, this is a really good question. I've been studying it for six months. And the more I study, the less I know. The less I'm sure, the less I understand, the less I know how to answer that question. So I think the answer is it's not that simple. There's no simple answer to that. No, sure the, not. The way, the way the other priest described it was also beautiful. He said, imagine you climb up a mountain and there are two, there are two, there's a fork and you can go right or left. You don't know which, which one is the way to the top, right? You don't, if you've never been to that mountain, it's impossible to say maybe one looks a little bit downhill first, but then after the next turn, it may go uphill. It's impossible to say. And that's how he explained the situation. It's, it's, you cannot really say, but um, I think the point is that, and I, I arrived at a similar conclusion. The decision I made for me now is it doesn't really matter that much, but I purposely and consciously and, and happily choose Christianity because this is where I grew up. I love being Christian. I love our traditions of, of um, you have Christmas, you have Advent, so you have Advent leading up to Christmas, Jesus is yeah. born, all those traditions that I grew up as a child, I love them. I, I very, they're very dear to me in my heart. Easter, this whole, the whole annual cycle of the church, and I purposely choose to be a Christian, not because somebody indoctrinated me and somebody told me and somebody forced me and somebody told me, you will die in heaven if you don't force in the world. <laughs> one true God, the one true Christian God. No, I love Christianity and I actively choose to be a Christian. That's a very nice position, I think. Yeah? So I chose uh, Buddhism like you did. I chose this actively and uh, I, I'm a Buddhist since a long time. Um, Actually, we say similar things. When you come to a crossing, a street crossing, you can go right, you can go left, you can go on, straight on, or you can even turn back, or you can settle at that corner and build a house and start a family. That's all depending on you and your personal feeling where you feel comfortable, and that's the best thing you can ever have. When you're comfortable with something, go for it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And we do this podcast here because we want the people, the listeners, to see the common things of Buddhism and Christianity. And we want to make them think about what is best for them. It, it's not that mine or yours or something. Yeah. You can take a mix out of everything and make your own way yes. of belief. Uh, <laughs> 
That's I thought you said perfect. make your own religion. <laughs> Just make no, not uh, well, Buddhism is not a religion. Juju, but your, your own, own life philosophy. Your own life philosophy or your own religion. Even you can make your own religion. Uh, religions came and in the past of human mankind, we had uh, all sorts of religions. All special Greek cities had their own religions and. Then the Romans had their religions, and then the Christianity came. And in other parts of the world, we had natural religions, like with the Indians in in America, or the German Druids had their natural religion. In Asia, you had Buddhism, but before Buddhism, I'm sure there was a natural religion as well. So there are so many religions. There is no place to say mine is best and yours not. So... It should be that everybody can take apart from what we say today and mix it with uh, another philosophy and another way of thinking and makes his own way of believing. And that's actually best because everybody has to believe in his way. And if he can find his own way, that's a gift, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Finding your own way. I, yeah. I, 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 honestly, I so agree. Do whatever works for you. If you think you will go to heaven and that makes you happy, that's perfect. I think it's a brilliant way. If you if you like the the thought of um, there is hell and if I don't do well, I do I go to hell and if I do well, I go to heaven. And having that thought is a bit of an incentive for you, so it helps you to be a better person. That's so fine. It's 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 almost like a framework. So okay, maybe that's the way to explain it. Yeah. If that framework that framework of thinking helps you to be a better person, then adopt that framework, adopt that philosophy or adopt that religion. If it makes you kinder, more loving, more, more loving for yourself and more loving for other people. I think, adopt, like you said, adopt whatever works for you. Whatever works for you is fine. And I'm not here to judge about you and your thinking and your beliefs and your spirituality. Uh, I don't want to even. Yeah, that's one thing I don't really like in the present situation in Europe. The people start judging other people, yeah, and they judge judge them by mindset. They judge them by belief, by by political opinion. They are not kind enough anymore to each other. So if you don't have my political opinion, that's fine. Uh, but I have mine, and I, you have yours, and I let you have yours. But we don't need to start hitting on each other because of that. So, yeah, more liberal thinking would be nice. And if that comes out of our podcast, that's a wonderful goal. Exactly. Liberal thinking. And I just, I, know, I think focusing on the big things. So every... Whether there's God, whether we say it's Christianity and there's God, whether we say let's adopt the more Buddhist view of a philosophy in life, if you focus on a couple of core things, and I always say there are three things that are important. Love yourself, yeah. love the environment, and love the people around you. Let me just explain that briefly, what I mean by that. Sure. Loving yourself for me means um, you, um, you don't have negative thoughts, you don't constantly call yourself an idiot. You have a healthy mindset. A health, you have good mental health. And you have yeah. a good physical health. So good physical health means you eat healthy. Yeah, you occasionally can have some unhealthy food. That's fine. Everybody has a 
craving or cheat day, but okay. For most of the time, you eat fairly healthy. So lots of vegetables, not a lot of processed meat, yada, yada, not much alcohol, not too much coffee. We all know it. Yeah, so you, sure. So that's the first component. You take care of yourself. Then the second thing is you take care of nature. So um, for me, it's, and this is just my personal choice. I believe that flying too much is really bad for the environment because planes have no um, filter and they will just pollute the environment a lot. So there's a lot of CO2 emission of flying. I want to reduce my flying. Um, I personally think we should all reduce our meat intake because producing a kilogram of meat has 30 times, Rainer, 30 times more CO2 emission than producing a kilogram of vegetables. Yeah, I know. So if you occasionally eat meat, that's perfectly fine. You, nobody has to be perfect. We're not saints. But if you meet, eat meat every day, seven days yeah. a week, <laughs> it's not good for the environment. And I don't think you're doing whatever it's, again, whatever it's God or Buddhism or philosophy, I don't think you're doing the environment and a good, uh, good job. And the third thing is people. Are you kind to people? Are you, are you smiling? Are you, or are you screaming if somebody cuts you off or somebody in traffic? You, I'm not going to swear now, but I think you know what I mean. Yeah, How sure, do you treat yeah. the people around you? People, are you nice? Do you sometimes give somebody a smile for no reason, just to make them happy? And actually, I just interviewed um, Alex Schelle, a German um, mentalist and, and hypno, hypnotherapist, on okay. my other podcast, uh, my German podcast, Fuck the Schuld. And he spoke about how his goal is to make people smile and laugh. So whenever he is at the checkout or so, he tries to say something nice, kind to somebody to um, to touch them positively. And he I actually do that all the time too. He do, you're doing that too, yeah. Yeah, and I try. So, yeah, exactly. And again, we're not perfect. Yes, I have screamed at people in traffic, and I have been mean to my daughter, and I've, I've made mistakes. That's that's fine. But if you if your goal in life is to have those three things. You love yourself, you're kind to yourself, you love environment, you try to protect environment, you try to be kind to the environment, and you're kind to other people, you try to make them smile occasionally, you try not to gossip and hurt somebody. If you do yeah. those three things, I think everything else doesn't matter so much, like which God you believe in, if you believe in God or religion, or if you don't believe in religion, if you're Buddhist, or if you're Christian, or if you're Jewish, or if you are... I don't know, Hindu, if you believe in multiple gods, uh, whether yeah. there's karma or whether there's heaven and hell. That's all, all fine. All of, all of these questions are just secondary and tertiary. They don't matter. And whether you meet on a Friday or a Saturday, and whether you go to church on a Sunday or only every other Sunday or not at all. Or not at all, yeah. Exactly. As long as you focus on those three things, love yourself, love the environment, and love the person next to you. Then I think you live yeah. an amazing life. That's true. Yeah. I want to tell you a really nice story that happened to me. On my balcony, which is about two meters away from the chair I'm sitting to on, a couple of blackbirds decided to make their nests, and they have five youngsters now in that nest, and I watch them all the time. And since I have these birds on my balcony, I'm not eating so much meat anymore at all, uh, 
because I see that loving and caring of that two couple, of that blackbird couple for each other and for their children, and I see they have emotion and feeling, and we really interact already together. They talk with me, and I talk to them, and they are not scared of me at all anymore. Uh, even I've moved 20 centimeters next to the female blackbird, she doesn't go anymore. So I give her rice and water and her husband or whatever that how to call it in blackbirds uh, takes the rice and the water and we have a, like a relationship already. And since I see these small animals and how they interact and how they are lovely to each other, I don't really have the need to eat meat anymore. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's a beautiful story. Yeah. Yeah. It's two meters from my chair. It's very close, and I can see them, and they come and they go. And even I open the umbrella for them now. <laughs> so it doesn't rain in their nest, huh? and there are Aww. five little little birds in there, and they have no feathers. And now today the, the wings start to have something like feathers, and it's amazing. And see them, how lovely they are to each other make me sure that all animals have their specialties and their personality and their and you should not eat too much meat yeah oh beautiful i yeah. thought you i thought you would say something like um since you have the birds you're feeding all the meat to the birds so you don't have to eat it anymore so actually we do too yeah we have a we were in austria two weeks ago and my family there gave me some food with us, like a special Austria bacon, and that, that we now feed to the birds, and they love it. <laughs> so it's a funny life. Yeah, The bird is not a vegetarian at all. The papa bird brings tons of worms to the nest. It's unbelievable, and it's so amazing to watch it. It's, it's lovely. Klaus really is touching to see that two meters away from you and have that relationship to the bird. Is like unbelievable. I can call them, they come. When I call them, they know my whistle and they come. It's really touching. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. That's a really yeah. cool story. Thank you for yeah. sharing. Thank you. Nice. Thank you. It's lovely to share it. Yeah. yeah. So that's what you said. Make everybody happy around you. So I even try even to. The birds. Even the birds. Even the birds. Yeah. I don't think I do that very much. I mean, I'm. I think I would say I'm fairly neutral to animals. I don't, I'm not a particular, um, yeah, I think I help people, I focus more on people. So for example, there is, um, I live in like a, I don't know, like five, six story building and there are a couple of workers who like one person cleans the um, outdoors, one cleans the um, the staircase. So with a guy who cleans the staircase, I briefly sometimes talk. And the guy who's outdoors, we always joke a little bit. He's like, oh, how is your day going? I say, ah, it's great. And um, at some point I realized he's actually um, from Argentina and I speak a bit of Spanish. So now we speak Spanish when I see him on the street. It's like, hola, amigo. Hola, ¿cómo estás? <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. Nice. <laughs> so yeah. we just always have a nice time and he laughs and I laugh. And yeah, I think it's so easy just to be friendly with each other, have a friendly word, have a friendly... Um, Yeah, friendly word for other. And I think that's, that's just the way you live in this modern society. You try to impact somebody positively. And then the thing is, it will also come back to you. So 
I think people say it's karma, but it's also a bit of psychology behind it. So yes, you can explain karma with science in a sense that if you say a kind word to somebody and they smile, your reward system will fire up. So we have something like dopamine and, and serotonin, our, our happiness hormones. They will, yeah. they will start, if you see somebody smiling and if you do something to make somebody else smile, you get happy automatically. There's nothing you can do. It's like impossible to stay sad if you make somebody else happy and they smile in front of you because you did a kind thing to them. So yes, even you can even medically and scientifically explain and rationalize and convince you that being kind is a good thing. It really it also impacts you positively. I try all the time to be kind to the people I meet, but sometimes I, I lose temper also. To the audience, I was a monk once, but now I am not anymore a Buddhist monk. I spend lots of time in China and the Shaolin Temple, but that doesn't mean I'm perfect. I lose my temper in the car sometimes too. I have lots of things in my mind, and then someone passes and cuts me off, and then I I curse him or something. That And late, later I think, why did you do that now, Reiner? That was pretty stubborn and useless to do and you know after all you grow every day and you should not lose your temper i know that but it happens we are all people and we try our best and that's actually what is most important to try our best to have the intention to do well and not to yeah follow the bad path of life uh, the dark side of the moon exactly and coming, so coming back to Christianity, so I think the Christian God is forgiving. So yes, you can lose your temper and you can do, that's, that's just my belief again. You can do horrible, horrible things to other people if you truly, truly regret it and, and you pray and you do your deeds and you really absolutely to the bottom of your heart um, ask for forgiveness and you regret what you have done. I think God is so kind that he will forgive you. Sure. As, as long as you, I think there are two con two things. A, it needs to be truthful. It can't just be like, okay, like my daughter, she's so funny. Like I asked her, she did something when she was younger, like she's 15 now, but when she was really young, uh, uh, she did something silly, mean, wrong, and I asked her, Clara, can you please apologize? And she was like, okay, I'm sorry, daddy. Sorry. <laughs> like, like you could tell there was not a sincere apology. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I don't give a shit, kind of, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, yeah. no, if you're truly sorry for something, and if you truly try to change, yes, you lost your temper. So I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, I realized that um, I should not have a um, heated discussion with, let's say, my daughter or my ex-wife when I'm hungry, when I'm tired, or when I'm yeah. in pain. Yeah, 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 yeah. So those three things. And it's just, I've learned it, I've done it many times, when I'm hungry, when I'm in pain, and when I or when I'm tired, I lose my temper very easily. So I try to put in, um, yeah, measurements, safeguards, and strategies so that this won't happen anymore. So now I realize I'm really angry. I could kill my ex-wife. I need to talk to her. I need to give her a proper lecture. I'm like, okay, have you eaten? No. Is your blood sugar a little bit low? Yes, yes, I think it's a bit low. <laughs> Should I maybe eat something, sleep over it, take a notepad and write some notes down? And then if I still think it's a 
smart, rational decision to talk to her, then talk to her calmly. Yes. So again, if you do, do those two things, if you then learn from fine. your mistakes, yeah. exactly, and if you're truly sorry, then I think the Christian God, or any God for that matter, will forgive you. Sure. Amen. That's too, actually, as they say, is the God of love and exactly. the God of forgiveness. So why he should not forgive you? Yeah. If you truly regret and say, oh, I want to do my best not to fall in that trap again. Uh, so if you now I have a difficult question, Rainer. What if you murder somebody? Do you think God will forgive you? Sure. He made you like that. Sorry? He, he made, he made he, you with the ability to do so. Yeah. So also he made other people have to see that it is possible to do. Like, who was that guy who sold Jesus? If you don't see him doing so, you will not see that things are like this are possible. You will not really see the impact of human behavior all over. There's a huge scale from positive to negative, which is a judgment, which I know I shouldn't judge. But there's a huge scale of human behavior from being very kind to killing the people and you have to see the full scale otherwise you're not you don't know that good is good and bad is bad which is a judgment again but yeah, yeah. you should uh, know all possible things humans can do like now they kill each other in the war um for nothing because one boss says you have to go fight and the other says you go fight too and the people who are fighting, they surely don't want that. And if you ask the people all over, nobody wants war. That's governments who do that. And they make money out of this. And there are huge forces behind there making money, selling, I don't know, guns and arms and tanks and airplanes. And they want to do, they want money. It's all about money. The, Normal people will not want to do that. Surely, somebody is now killing another person at that moment. And after he did that, he will ask himself, why did I do that? Huh? So, yeah, I had the order to do so, but why I not aim 10 centimeters to the right and I missed the guy? Why did I shoot him? Huh? And he will have nightmares and he will have worries and he will feel guilty about this maybe all his life. So yeah, God made you to do so. So yeah, yeah I like that. that no, yeah, you, it, I can see you have a deep understanding of Christianity as well. Like you, um, the, I think the way you just explained it. So in, in our belief, in the Christian belief, God made you with the ability to kill somebody. So he yeah. also has the ability to forgive you. For killing sure. somebody, I think you yeah. said it beautifully. And then the second thing you said was, um, Judas, um, how you say, um, sold, sold Jesus, yeah. Jesus to the Romans. So, um, was it a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. I think obviously it was bad because Jesus got killed. But the way that we Christians, I, I think believe, it was a good thing. Exactly. Because out of this, the Christian religion started if exactly Rainer. exactly if, if he would not be crucified there would be no religion so if he was not sold maybe the guy who sold him had to do it because now i tell it in the buddhist word it was his karma to do so he had no other choice 
it was the plan universe had for him, and he had to sell him. It was not about the money. It is his role on the in that epoch of time. It was to sell Jesus. So it was not for the money. It was not for the fame. It was not. He had to do it. And yeah. if he didn't do it, there would be no religion. So what is good? What is bad? We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So we we Christians believe that um, um, he he died on the cross to f to take the sins away from us or something like that. I'm trying to remember again. So yeah, that, it's for the sins. Yeah. yeah You're right. He, he died for the sins. If if that would have not happened, we would not. The Christian believers, we would not have the ability to ascend in heaven, and um, because there's this, yeah, this sword um, hanging over us, and Jesus has redeemed Himself for us. So that is a firm belief of of Christianity. Without Judas, that would have never happened. So yeah, like you yeah. said, it's it's very But hard still, to judge. <laughs> even this yeah. happened. There, the Catholic Church still works with. Uh, guilt and if Jesus took all sins away, there cannot not be any guilt. So I'm not guilty by nature, and even if I kill somebody, I'm not guilty because this is my karma. This is my faith. Um, surely, I, I, as I said, by education, I'm a lawyer, and I had to study criminal law. And sure, you are guilty by the law, um, but that doesn't mean by faith you are guilty that can be a total different thing maybe it was your job to kill that person out of whatever reasons uh, from a different karma or we don't know all this so we should not judge anything and i'm happy i'm not the judge i don't have to judge people i don't have to judge their doings i don't have to judge their appearances i don't have to judge their skin color their sexuality All this I left behind. I don't need to do that. That's a very free and liberal position. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I think there is a definitely a difference between legality and ethics. So certain things are legal, but they're unethical. Yeah. Like I don't know. Selling guns is legal. Exactly, selling guns, yeah. selling yeah. yeah, selling mines, like really bad weapons or so. Selling yeah. landmines is, I guess, legal in some countries, but it's completely or biological weapons or chemical weapons. It's just yeah. so unethical. It's like, oh my goodness, yeah. certain things yeah. are ethical. Um, so, for example, in my opinion, it's I don't know, smoking weed, for example. I think it's completely. Yeah, I ethical. just wanted to see say that too. If you can drink twenty beer. Why yeah. you cannot smoke weed? Yeah. What is you the can, difference? Exactly. Uh, but it, it's, in my opinion, it's ethical, but it's not legal. So that's a big, big difference. I think yeah. that was one thing that you said that I really liked. And the second thing is don't judge. And I can yeah. actually see trends in the Christian world going in a direction of don't judge. Like I said, the two Protestant priests I talked to about questions like, is this, if the, Is there's one God or many gods? Uh, is, sorry, is, sorry, is Christianity the true religion? What about abortion? What about um, helping like, people want to die? Are you allowed to help somebody to die or are you killing them? And I think the last question, maybe we can exclude a little bit, but the first two, whether Christianity is the true one or there are multiple religions and abortion, and both really said the same thing. 
the more I think about it, the more I research it, the more complicated it is, and the less I want to judge. So if you really spend a lot of time thinking about these complex ethical questions in religion, in a Christian religion, in a very liberal, open-minded and educated manner, you realize there's no simple answer. And the best is just to not judge. Yeah. And stay out of other people's thinking and belief because you cannot stand in their shoes. So whatever they see, whatever they think, you cannot really think the same. It's not possible. Huh? You can have your opinion. The two people watch a garden of roses. One person says, oh, these roses are so wonderful. The other says, I hate roses. Yeah, so how to say which one is right and which one is wrong is his opinion and the other's opinion, but you cannot judge that. You know? yeah. It's just a question of thought, a question of your filters, how you see the world, the filters that you achieved in your life that you accumulated, and you see then now your taste is uh, roses. but the others doesn't like roses at all. He doesn't like any flowers. He doesn't like any green. He still likes to stay at home, and he doesn't want to touch any any vegetables or anything. He eats only processed food. Uh, <laughs> people are different, and you cannot judge that. Yeah. Um, filters, you spoke about something really interesting. So I am quite interested in psychology, and there's one um, field of psychology. It's called NLP. Neuro-linguistic programming. Exactly. Do you know much about it? Yeah, I'm kind of interested in it because it's kind of a nudging or framing in the media, what is similar. So, yeah, I'm interested in it and I'm really sensitive for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, same here. I'm, I'm interested and I have been studying it for a little bit less than 10 years. I would say eight years. Oh, wow, that's long. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not not every day, but on and off. I've been reading about it. I attended several seminars in London. And I think that's the beauty of living in a big city like London. I mean, at least yeah. pre before Corona, you can find a seminar about everything. Buddhism, NLP, personal development, Tony Robbins, every religion is here. I really, really enjoyed it about living in London. Yeah, I love London. And um, speaking about filters, so yes... NLP teaches us that we all have filters. So let's let's just take an example of you and me. So I, I grew up in, in Bavaria with a very Christian, liberal, Catholic family. And, and I then got influenced by certain things. You got influenced by certain things. But then you went to China and I went to New York. So we have very, very different backgrounds, educations. Yeah. We had different teachers. We obviously have different parents. So the way we see the world is very, very different. So we have and then, filters, yeah. Exactly, they're filters. And then the other beautiful word in NLP is um, the world we see is not the map. And what it means is that when you look at a map, it's not really like the real world, right? When you look at a single 2D map, it just looks kind of weird. It, it looks, it's an abstraction. And we all see the world in different ways because we have filters. And yeah. those filters in NLP, they're even, they're even further. So certain, certain filters are about the way we process information. And it, it's really, really interesting. So 
there, I think there are three, four different ways to process information. One is very analytical. So if you talk to people who say, oh, we need to analyze this plan and we need to get all the facts and all the numbers to make a strategic, rational and analyzed decision, those people process information analytically versus people who say, um, sounds like a great idea. I like the sound of it. Oh, it rings a bell. This idea rings a bell. If you use very audio-related terms, they are very much about the way it hear, the way here, the way they probably like music. They might be musicians, or like you and me, they might enjoy podcasting and talking. Yeah. And then the the third filter is called kinesthetic, and it's means based on your feelings. So, how yeah. do you feel about a situation? They don't need facts and numbers and graphs and percentages to be convinced they need a story they need an, an, a heartwarming story about i don't know a uh, good and bad like some kind of hero hero story archetype and then this feels right like i know this feels in the bottom of my heart i can feel in my gut in my tummy how oh, this is the right choice i can sense this is a great idea they use that type of language so they process information more in a feelings emotional way and there's so many different dimensions, like our feelings, then like, like we said, our backgrounds, which country you grew up, which religion, which teachers, which education, which job you work, how much educational level you have, whether your parents are professors, doctors, and highly educated, or your education is lower. We all have different filters based on so many hundreds and hundreds of dimensions. And yes, of course, that's the reason why we see the world differently, obviously, because there's so many factors that influence the way we see the world. And no two people see the world the same. But accepting somebody else for seeing it differently, that's really the beauty. And that's what I think we're both standing in for. i give you an example. There's a Buddhist question, is there noises? And the answer is no, there are no noises. That's a tree that falls in the forest down, does he, that tree makes noise, a noise? No, it doesn't make a noise. It makes sound waves, which we humans and animals transfer to noises. Yeah? So there are no noises. The way we have filters to transfer these sound waves to the actual noise, that's a filter. Same, we see light through our eyes, which is transported by a neural system, by nerves, uh, from, the, from the eye itself to our brain. And there, the picture is set together. That picture is set by our brain. It is made by our brain. So my girlfriend, for example, she sees a lot of green. We are always arguing because she says that's green. And I think it's not green at all. So she has a different filter. She has that green filter. And so you can transmit noises different and pictures different. You can see beauty where the other sees no beauty. That's all millions of reasons why you think this is nice or not nice, why you like that music and this one, why you like that food, these kind of people that city, that country, uh, the human mind is so unbelievable, sensitive for millions of things that yeah, they are not one like the other. So you have to see that. And then exactly. you're... And, 
Yeah, also just for the audience to, to when you when you're hearing that, this is not just Rainer and Klaus making up some stuff here. This is physics. This is really simple physics. Sound travels travels through sound waves. And sound waves are just waves, electromagnetic waves that make some kind of alf, what's it called? A movement like a um, uh, sinus, amplitude movement, yeah. Yeah, sinus type swinging in the air. And it's really just a, a And the same with light. It's a ultraviolet um, wavelength um, wave that goes through the air. And yeah. then it's our, our retina. And then we create the picture. And it, it, the brain. The way you described it. Your retina, you you, we're not, we're not um, twins. We have different genes. And different genes develop different eyes. And different eyes have different retinas. And different retinas will translate those ultraviolet waves into different data. And then that data then travels from your eye into your brain, and that's when you see it. And this is a rational and scientific explanation as to why we, all humans, see the world slightly, slightly different. And this yeah. is this is the truth, and nothing but the truth. And yeah. that's why, based on the truth, that's why we need to accept each other and not say, oh, I'm right, no, you're wrong. But this is the way right thing to do. No, no, not at It's all. Scientifically proven, no objective truth. There's no one reality. There's just the way you things see things, the way they're interpreted through the millions of millions of filters that they are. And just and one more thing, we're just we're just simplifying this, right? It's way way more complicated the human brain and the way you can actually see yeah. <laughs> so many neurons and pathways impacted and involved and. You can have um, some kind of disease, or maybe you're sick. Yeah, honestly, like if I if I have a happy day, if I feel amazing, I feel like the same tree outside looks much brighter than when I have a shit day. Even if the sun is the same, the same sun and the yeah. same light and the same. And everything. if you're in love, the sunset looks wonderful. <laughs> exactly. If you, so, if you just left your girlfriend, the sunset makes you depressed. Exactly. So it, it, that was a beautiful example, Rainer. Thank you. So even. The same situation looks different for you. Just imagine how different it will look like for a different person. It's so different, but we're still humans. We still love each other. We still have to be kind to each other and accept each other for who we are. Yeah. So if there is nobody in the forest hearing the tree fall, there is no noise. There is only sound waves. Exactly. Only sound waves traveling through the air. Yeah, and we humans make it to a noise. Yeah? Maybe there's another animal in there and also can hear the noise, but basically without listener, there is no noise. There's nothing on yeah. the sound wave. And that and, you cannot even see. And I think what's also really interesting, so I think when we as humans hear a um, tree falling, it's probably like a oop, like a oomp sound, like boom, something yeah. falls down. But then if a fox hears it or a rabbit, it might be a eep. A completely different sound because yeah. we yeah. don't know the type, the, what what noise the sound yeah. waves will actually generate in the brain of the rabbit. We just do yeah. not know. And we don't know for other humans who have a very big variety of uh, what they can see and what they can hear, and so it could be also for everybody different. Yeah. It, When, when animals hear high noises, high pitches, we cannot hear them. So 
maybe for that animal, the tri falling tree sounds totally different. Oh my goodness, there's something really, really funny. I'm trying to remember now. So, um, okay, so the, the best example is animal sounds. So, um, so the way a dog barks in English versus German is very, very different. So in German, Rainer, you, you do the German one. Woof, woof. And uh, in, in English, I'm trying to think, it's different. It's wow, wow, whoa, whoa. I'm actually not sure anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I'm I had to... a similar discussion with my girlfriend. She's Thai. Yeah. So she's, she explained me how the animal do. And I didn't, I think it was cow. Uh, so we, we totally didn't agree on what animal it is. But yeah, different yeah. expression, different countries, different filters. Yeah, completely different. Uh, I'm trying to come up with one now. Uh, I I don't have a good example. Oh, um, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I think you you, you I think you you get the idea. So I, I know um, what you're saying. Even what we. Yeah, yeah. No. No. I have it now. Sorry. 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 So say the German dog again. Make the German dog. Woo, woo. Wow. 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 Right. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. The German dog says wow. Wow. The English dog says woof. Woof. Okay, that's totally different. Or bow, 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 woof, something completely different. Yeah. Bow, bow, woof, woof, something along these lines. The German was bow, bow, it's completely different. So I think yeah. that's just the, that's probably the most important message of, message of this podcast, of this recording. Whatever you see, whatever you hear is different than to what other, every other people see and hear. That's why you should not judge. That's why you should not say, I'm right, you're wrong. It's all neutral. It's all way more complicated than what you think it is. Yeah. And that's what Buddha says. He says you should watch behind everything. You should not believe things so easy just because somebody tells you. Or you should think about everything by yourself. You should see behind the curtain what is, what is really, what is it? Yeah. Is the woof woof or the wow wow or is it the, the tree falling in the forest? What is it? We should not believe everything. We should think about it. That's our personal trip to enlightenment, to awakening, that we take responsibility for ourselves and not give that to the government, to the parents, to the girlfriend, to I don't know who. You have to do it yourself. It is your responsibility. It's your way, your path to awakening, how you ever call it. To heaven, it doesn't matter. Yours, you cannot give that to other people, to the priest. Not he cannot go for you. You have to go yourself. I agree, and I think that's also what differentiates us. Differentiates us from animals. Animals do not have that ability to be neutral to say this is not good or bad. This is neutral. For an animal, I don't think they can. And that's at least my opinion. They cannot receive. Uh, get this enlightenment so for them i don't know if you're a gazelle and you see a lion this is bad <laughs> there's nothing you're good right. about the lion <laughs> there's nothing good about the lion chasing you right now this is just bad for you and yeah. no personal development and no buddha and no christian god will help the gazelle to make that lion be any any good that, that's how i wonder about that blackbird on my yeah. balcony who doesn't run away, fly away anymore when i'm coming even she looks at me and we kind of talk. That's really bizarre. And so I maybe, put food 
food so, there and the, yeah. So maybe my theory is wrong. Maybe you you were able to change the the bird's perception from the humans. They're they're bad. They're evil. They will chase you. They will kill you. They're predator predators is the word. To now, no, this actually this this Reiner chap. This is like he's a he's a really nice guy. He actually gives me food and he's kind and loving and warm. Maybe maybe he's not a predator. Maybe she is not thinking about it. Maybe she's just feeling it. Because her husband, or however you want to call the male bird, yeah. he just doesn't want to come too close to me. Ah, he stays away. Yeah? And I'm sure they talk, because I hear them talking when I wake up. And I'm sure they organize, now I go and get the worms and you stay with the children, or something like this. Yeah, so, but he doesn't come too close to me while she interesting come, do you think she doesn't ma matter at all so she's she spends more time with you so she might be more used yeah. to you and more comfortable with you yeah and i tell you honestly first we wanted to kick out the nest because we didn't even know what it is in on my balcony there was a, a earth on the floor we thought that there were birds looking for some food in the flower boxes yeah? and then we saw some debris in the in the in the earth and we thought that's something rubbish till we got the idea that this is a nest it took us some time and now we have a lovely relationship with these birds i tell you we look for them we talk with them <laughs> it's really amazing yeah? but i don't think they uh, they don't even think like he is nice to us i think She found out by emotion that I don't do her anything, and now she has to um, put the egg somewhere, and that's why she's here. Yeah. Not by thinking yeah. or something. So I think it's by conditioning. You, you're close, nothing happens, then you go closer again. It's like a positive reinforcement conditioning loop that happens in the brain of the bird. Yeah, something like this. Because she had no other choice than to give it a try because her eggs were already in that nest. Huh? So she exactly. had nothing to lose anymore. She had to make and the decision, she... do I run away, do I fly away and yeah. leave my eggs and they will per perish? Or do I wait and do I um, give I'm it a okay try. with the situation yeah. of danger right now, putting myself in extreme danger? And over time she realized that actually it's not a situation of extreme danger. I'm actually quite comfortable. Yeah. Sitting next yeah. to this, and it's really funny. I never heard. I never had a relation with a bird. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, I think we are slowly coming to an end, Rainer, with the episode. Um, How long are your episodes usually? One hour thirty, something like this. Um, between one hour and one hour thirty, exactly. Okay, so yeah, yeah we have one hour twenty-two now, something like this. Yeah, huh? exactly. Yeah. So I want to do a bit of a summary and. Also, if there's anything you haven't mentioned yet, which you think is really important to, to our audience, to your audience, to my audience, is there anything else that you would like to, so, yeah, anything else you would like to mention? And at, at the end, I think we'll both try to do a brief summary as to what we talked about at different points. So we have a yeah. nice, concise, clear summary at the end um, for the listener. What I want to sum up is that For everybody, life is not easy. We live in a complicated world. and We all know we can die in an instant that's basically bothering all humans all the time. We know we're mortal and we know that can happen from one second to the other. So we're looking for the reasons in life and 
sense or nonsense or whatever. And doesn't matter what religion or spiritual way you're following, if it makes you comfort comfortable, go for it and keep with it. And you can mix four or five different styles. You can have a yoga guru and a Buddhist teacher and a Christian priest and you can go to I don't know what kind of holidays and listen to our beliefs and worldviews. Uh, important is don't feel guilty about it. If it fits for you, if it suits you, if you feel welcome on in the group or even only with the books, or stay with it, keep it. Don't give up on it just because somebody tells you that's not good or something. Whatever makes you happy, keep it. Yeah? Whatever makes you feel comfortable, go for it. Yeah? That's my basic summary for today. Beautiful. Okay, so let me, let me try to sum mine up. So I think I want to take one step back and say, challenge everything you believe right now. And this is a journey I went through. I've read lots of books. I've done lots of different seminars, education on this topic. And really just what, what we just talked about, like we judge everything. We judge the people. We judge our way, the way we think about things, the way we um, um, do things, what we listen to, what we hear. Judging, not judging it, but questioning everything, questioning our way of life, questioning our existence, our beliefs. Um, this is really the way which I think is um, amazing. You, you, you question your religion, you question um, why we are on earth. And at the end, you arrive at a blank piece of paper and you can say, you can choose whoever you want to be. Whatever you want to do is up to you your choice um you then follow the principles that we discussed love kindness and forgiveness and i believe the christian god is like that it's, uh, I'll, I'll summarize it again it's conditionless it doesn't matter on any on, on what you what you've done it's it doesn't matter on any conditions on god will only love you if you do x it's limitless like we said earlier even if you commit, or if somebody commits murder, commits suicide, God will forgive that person. Because we talked about Judas and everything. It's not that easy. Sometimes it's more complicated and not that straightforward. And thirdly, it, God is always forgiving. It doesn't matter when you start believing in, in, in God in a Christian case. Even if it's the last hour of your life, if you start truly, truly regretting sins and truly say, I'm sorry for what I've done. You mean it and you, um, what we also said is you try to put in processes, structures and strategies so that it won't happen again. So you try not to make the same mistake more than once or twice. If you do that, then I firmly believe that God will forgive you. And that's, I think, summing it up for me for, for the Christian world. What I think also important is stop worrying. If God can forgive you, you have to forgive yourself. It is most important not to stay with your bad feelings against yourself for all your life because all the things you did wrong stop worrying and find a way to get with religion spirituality to a way you can get along with yourself oh that is beautifully said thank you so much for saying it i i so agree so i think the way i said it in the episode was what happened in the past stays in the past 
Stop yeah. worrying about it. Stop making you, if God forgives you, you can forgive yourself. Try to be kind yeah. to yourself and loving and yeah. kind. Rainer, yes. thank you so nice. much for your time. This was absolutely thank amazing. Thank you, Klaus. Yeah. It, I loved it. It was, I would like I, to go on, but uh, we have to stop one we have time. To stop sure. <laughs> also, um, to the audience, um, please subscribe and like uh, Rainer's and my podcast and stay in peace. Amen. <laughs>